Why does it matter? I'm just curious. I wanted to know if if he's got weird thoughts about jelly. Like time out, time out. It's not that you like ice cream. All right. What's weird is that on Tuesday <laughs> at 2 p.m. <laughs> in a group chat that unlike all every pre-roll for the last 10 episodes wasn't talking about food, <laughs> you stepped into the room and went, yeah, ice cream or no ice cream? What up, fellas? And I, for a second, I went, does somebody have Jazz's phone? Is this is this your code for that you've been kidnapped? <laughs> yeah. You're being human trafficked and we need to come save you. Is this like some bizarre, like flirty shit with him and his wife? Is that code for something that I don't know? Out of, that- out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. <laughs> out of nowhere. I'm like, huh? There was no context given, just ice cream or no ice cream. But he, the, the part was he thought that was okay. Yes. Like, like, <laughs> and not only was there no context given and he thought it was okay, but when you asked for context, he was like, fuck you, Jamie. Time out. Time out. Time out. How dare you, sir? Clutched pearls and glove slapped your ass. Time out. We still never got it. No context. He just refused to no. answer the question as it is. He eventually came around and said, I just want to know if I should eat ice cream or not. To, to ice cream or not to ice cream, is that that is the question. If you say the answer is always ice cream, then why'd you even ask the question? I didn't I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Tori said that. Oh, okay. The only time we're allowed to talk bad about a non-present cast member jazz is on Mondays when they don't show up for the stream. He, he tried to bring Tori in. He was like, I wish Tori was here. I wish Tori was here. Yeah, he did say that. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the TTRPG podcast that's still trying to figure out if Jazz was asking for a timeout or putting us in one. My name's Turner and I'll be your host for pre-show announcements because holy cow, I had to re-record a lot of audio on this one because I couldn't do a certain character voice when we originally recorded due to recovering from a bout of laryngitis. And this particular voice is probably onsetting another bout as we speak. So before I fade into raspy, sexy mysteriousness, let's get the essentials out of the way. If you're a new listener, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. Either way, we sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedule. And of course, a special thank you for our patrons whose generous donations to the show help us bring you bigger and better content. Give me the loot, not a family-friendly show due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, gore, and incredibly dubious initialisms. Even though this is an abbreviated announcement episode, I do want to hit a couple of things really quick. Number one, launching in January, a live-streamed actual play, Mondays, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Twitch. We're still going to do our variety content. I won't be DMing this. We'll be having guests in both to play and to DM. Going to mix it up some. Still doing the regular campaign. That'll still be our primary podcast content. This is just something a little extra to honestly make the TTRPG streamosphere a hell of a lot more diverse than it currently is. A friend of the show, Wendell, will be guest DMing in January. We've got some cool stuff planned for February and March that we hope to announce specifics on soon. But either way, if you don't currently follow us on Twitch, now would be a great time. We are now, thanks to the new rules, going to start multi-streaming on some other platforms if you prefer those as well. Also, starting in January, we are changing up our Patreon. 
If you support at any level, from the starter level to the very top, you will have access to 100% of the creative content that we produce. Lore, videos, extra podcasts, whatever we flip and feel like. And then as you scale up your support from there, you'll gain access to special loot and at the very top levels, group events involving the cast. So if you've been sitting on the curb waiting to hop on the Todd wagon, then uh, January might be the time to make that switch. We'll give out more details, more on that to come. Follow us over on Blue Sky and Threads. And of course, best way to always stay in touch with us and interact is hop into that Discord in the show notes below. That's about all I've got for my voice, probably for the rest of this week. Thanks, gang. Hope you enjoy the show. And we're back with the party of five. I'm Tori. I play Mori. And I am trying to remember what we did in the last episode to have a relevant intro. And I can't remember. Oh, I am Tori. My name. Nope. Yes, I am. <laughs> no. Okay. God damn it. Roll it. Nope. <laughs> just just pass. Nope. Just keep going. On point with your fucking intros this season is you're getting your cue, but you forgot your intro. Ah! <laughs> like, you're not allowed to get a single one right this entire season now. You know that. Like, this is officially your bit. I am sorry. <laughs> this is the bit. And I try and lean out of it, you know? <laughs> and then it just, I don't know what, what's happened. It just, I yeah. fall back into it. Yep. Sometimes the universe just makes a joke funny. Fuck. <sighs> Mom. All right. It's me, Harlan, and I play Todd the Tiefling. <laughs> you guys know T O Double D, your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter, the Todd Father, your MVT, bringing that BT, Todd. Ah! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's the greatest in the universe. I tried to harmonize that one, guys, and no one was with me. I was. Ah! You got to cue up the note a little bit better. Ah! <laughs> Still not with it. Oh. You do need to cue us a little bit better, number one. Uh. But also, I sync that up. <laughs> so we're, we're in perfect sync on those. Uh, yeah, I'm Jamie. I play Eldrin. And did you know that owls are signs of bad fortune? Uh, Wood elves actually believe that hearing an owl hoot three times is an omen that someone is going to die. Again, fuck owls. <laughs> Have we pivoted to owls from the fantasy creatures because of the intro whose name shall not be spoken? Uh, nope. Is that where we're officially at? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going hard on owls for a couple of weeks, and then uh, I got something else after that. <laughs> mm, okay. It's just owl lies. Just owl slander. <laughs> I am, I'm spreading owl misinformation. Yes, but uh, there's, there's a reason. Fuck owls. I see. Okay. All right. All right. Um, this is Jazz, and I play Fate, the uh, wizard who, due to uh, recent developments, is wondered if maybe he should have specialized in necromancy. Dick wizardry. I don't know. Could you shake your pop filter a little bit more while you're recording that one? Because I don't think I got enough inaudible rumble that I'm not going to be able to add a lot. Was it, was it going? No, no. Moving on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Were you done? Because I think we were all kind of confused if you were or not. That, that was it. Okay. All right. So apologies. <laughs> What's the necromancy? I don't know. What do you know? Yeah, I'd like an explanation for No, <laughs> don't please. Don't stare directly into the sun. Don't ask him to make it work. It just, that's a, that's a fucking pipe dream for all of us. Listen, it's a deep cut. The, the, the patrons would get it. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Well, who got it? I- <laughs> you know what was weird? We, st- we started off with him doing a couple of good ones back to back, right? In season three? No, it was like one or two in the middle. <laughs> that, that would be a couple. Not the first one. I went, fuck, okay. We're going to have to give up giving him a hard time about his bits. Nope. But 
Thank you, Jess, for um, preventing that. Bringing it back. Yeah, bringing it back. Bringing it back. And I am Anthony, who plays Baba Tunde. What's really fucking weird right now is the way that the screen is lined up. The back end of Jamie and Baba's microphones are together, so it's almost like they're talking into the same mic <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> and it's freaking me out every time I look up. Like, oh! That's when you showed them doing a duet, like, can you guys go and kiss your mics? Yeah, I was about to say, now kiss, now kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, do that. Let me get the screenshot ready. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> My Photoshop skills aren't that good yet, so I have to trick you into it and go. <laughs> okay, gang. Look, I know the last episode was so compelling that Tori forgot it completely fucking existed, but so let's do a quick recap. We did so well. Well, <laughs> I did so poorly. Let's be perfectly clear. <laughs> For once. No, 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 no. It's because she went in the hot box room and she just forgot everything. <laughs> mm, she did go in the hot box room. That's right. <laughs> they do have recreational marijuana in Seattle, so that's entirely, entirely possible. <laughs> and I know that because I may be going there on vacation later this year. I was like, Oh, recreational pot or just been doing? Am I going to need a script? Or? Oh, maybe that's why I fell asleep so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last episode, the gang came together at Omega Omega Omega, the Tiefling chapter house learned of the uh, secret origin of Tieflings as a wizard who focused all his magic into increasing his swag to potentially dangerous levels, who was then in turn imprisoned deep within the grounds of the college somewhere, and they identified Todd as the prodigal son returning home who was fated to release their dad and then gave him some drugs so that they could drug a visiting wizard and steal his sword for the two professors who were vying for department head. The group went in, actually managed to stitch together a plan, and doing so used up all their cognitive capacity, thus forgetting that there was a distance that they shouldn't go out of to trigger a body swap, uh, and pretty much triggered a body swap almost immediately upon the start of the heist. Luckily, the rules for said body swap were so ill-defined, it didn't particularly present a huge challenge. Don't worry, I figured that out. It'll be way worse next time. Oh, Jesus. But in light of that, despite the startling confusion, a number of encounters on the random party goer roll table and a string of phenomenally single digit rolls on the part of the DM. It was epic. Woo! They were still able to induce volcanic diarrhea, steal the sword, and make it off scot free. You're welcome. So we, we joined the goons on their way back to the College of something, 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 something. Want to be starting something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't think of nothing. I'm going to say Mamasa Mamakusa. <laughs> Papusa, what? Stack that cheese. <laughs> no one else remembers the name of the school? He, listen, that's what, that's what, that's what editing's for. It, yeah, I know what it is. Professor M and Dr. Fafo, you guys come back and they're still locked in that same exact position. Dr. M floating in the lotus position, a little halfling with these large masks of the elven tribes of Sama rotating around her in, in an orbiting pattern. And then Dr. Fafo, a furbolg uh, dressed in a white outfit, a resplendent Regency era piece. Both of them standing there, Dr. Fafo, hands clasped together in a forward triangle, just these waves of mystical energy pulsing back and forth between them in this this mystical contest, basically creating this kind of locked back and forth between them. Neither of their eyes open as you guys enter in, but Eldrin, yep. you in here in your head, since you are the only one who rolled on the side of Dr. M, a voice that echoes in your head that says, I need you to put the sword in the office on the right-hand side and this contest will finally be over. And all the rest of you, 
here in your head from Dr. Fafo. I need you to place the sword in the office on the left, and then this will finally be over, and the department aired will be decided. Did we discuss who's getting the sword, guys? Like, did we talk about this ahead of time? I don't think we did. Regency Studies and Multicultural Magical Histories. Thank you, Tori. You're my favorite for the rest of the episode. Give yourself advantage, which I think Maury does have inspiration from the last. Mm -hmm. Was it Maury or Bob that got MVP? Maury. It wasn't me. I got cheated. Cheated. You didn't get cheated. You didn't deserve it. It was Maury. I definitely deserved it. Maury's got inspiration from the MVP. Let's check the patron poll real quick and see what the final standing was on the patron MVP poll for season three, episode three. I was really pandering in that chat and I got no fucking votes. I was very disappointed. (laughs) It was good pandering too. I was impressed. It was pretty good pandering, I thought. Final results with 17 votes in. More of y'all need to get involved on these voting. Uh, this is how Trump gets elected, folks. It was 0% of the votes fake. <laughs> with 6% of the votes, Eldrin. <laughs> A shocking turn. 12% of the votes for Todd. Coming in second place, Maury with 24%. 60% at the end of it, Baba takes the patron poll for the Mighty Smighty combo. <laughs> For his debut of his paladin abilities, so yeah, that was pretty vicious. The amount of damage he did. Harlan's still demoralized from it. He's still <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> I was so glad when I got a crit. I was like, "Yes, I get to do this." <laughs> and I was doing massive damage to that one. I was like, "What?" Looking at this this Patreon, it looks like there's a self vote. Although that would mean Harlan would have to log into the Patreon, so I'm not sure. But uh, I was clicked on it for a second. You're right. Apologies. <laughs> that 12% was because I had accidentally clicked on the Todd bubble. Oh, so he's got six? Wow. I just wanted to make sure that we- He's got a 6%. Correct. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> wow. Tied with me, motherfucker. Wow. Yeah, tied with Eldrin. That was quite That was quite disrespectful of you, Tori. Mm. <laughs> you did not have to do that. Mm. I appreciate keeping it honest. Yep. I appreciate it. You gotta recount. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Aldrin gets one pander vote. Todd gets one pity vote. Maury supporters came out strong and early, but at the end of the day, Baba had the staying power at the poll. Anybody? No? Is everyone leaving? No? All right. I will poison everyone against you guys for that mushroom shit. You watch. I'm not crying. Baba, you've got inspiration for this episode and have inspiration until we do the next MVP poll. Here, sweeten the pot a little bit more to get you guys to campaign more in the Discord. The Patreon poll inspiration will last longer because the gap of time between MVPs. Mm. Baba has inspiration until I publish the next patron MVP poll, which may be next week with the JTP episode, but would be two weeks again after that. So It's when you post it, it goes away, or when you get the results? The episode that we record... The most current Patreon poll will be referenced. Sometimes there's not always a new poll when we record, right? So it's like an extra week or an extra two weeks. More if I forget. <laughs> but, you know, I've spent so much time passing all your character study stuff. I get a little bit. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's that's what I haven't been posting. Anyway. Wrecked. So you guys do have a decision. All right, which one of them is scarier? Is the, is the furball scarier? Well, there's a tiny little halfling lady floating in the air in the lotus position with these menacing masks rotating around her. The other end is a towering fur bulb in a very formal, somewhat prim, stark white dress, just radiating lower body strength and magical energy. So hear me out, guys. I think the halfling is probably the one that we don't want to fuck with just because they clearly 
are, are, are uh, it's it's okay, Elgin. I'll say it for you. I know it's there. There's there's it's it's the side thing. They're lower to the earth, so they're closer to hell. Yeah, and I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which which hill are they closer to? The first. One. The guy told us to bring it to him. Oh, I'm I'm bringing it to the person who asked us to bring it to. I don't. The other person never even contacted me and told me to bring it to them. Neither one of them is a guy. There, yeah. I have a definitive way to decide this if we really wanted to know. Flip a coin. Yeah, evens or odds. Hold, hold, hold on, new blob. I got, I got. I was going to use my three dragon anti set. I don't even know what that is. It's like three card Monty, but with dragons. But yeah, gambling in it. It's uh, I saw a dice set. I was going to use either one. Yeah, throw a dice, even or odds. Which one is which? You hear a rumbling voice. Wait, are you deciding the fate of an entire mystical department based on the roll of a die? Yes. It's kind of our thing. Yeah, that's what we do. We let the dice decide. Well, let us hope these dice have a story to tell. Yes, I think that is what we are doing. You decided to put the fate of the department in the hand of five strangers. Yeah. (laughs) That was your bad. That was your bad. (laughs) Dummy. (laughs) Well, look, we were really desperate. You can see that we don't have the funding for proper contractors. Mm, That fits. That fits. I have a little drawing of somebody saying evens or odds. So... I'm just saying, if we just want to, <laughs> I, I plan for this. Get them dice out, clickety-clack. Clickety-clack. Who, who rolling? You know who's rolling. No, I don't. That's why we're asking. Did me, I got dice. Do y'all have dice? Uh, no. I have no dice. I got, I got scented dice. What? Fate would have scented dice. Lilac scented dice. I'm talking about in my, in my. Uh, in your pocket. Todd, Todd in my, <laughs> yeah. Got a photo of baby Fate eating spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no dice for me. Roll, roll the dice, Todd. So, what is it? Is it a is it a, is it a two dice thing that we're doing, or is it three dice? Is it CeeLo? or are we playing just like craps? Like, what what's the dice game we going? It's not a game. Just, it's just just roll and die. Roll, roll a d four. Odds are even. Oh, never mind. All right, my fault. Okay, you would want to play. All right, so <laughs> here we go. Mm, I say you roll the two d six until. Oh yeah, yeah, two d four. Did we decide who's what though? Is <laughs> either you hit point or you crap out. Point goes. You you hit point goes to Furbolg. You crap out goes to the no. And I wondered why the fuck it took y'all like thirty minutes to plan an episode. You know what? If you guys will remember, you know what? A few hours ago, I asked one of them, "Evens or odds?" Let's play craps. And then they responded with one of those answers. And we all remember because it happened earlier today. <laughs> nope. Wait, what is she talking about? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> Odds I... was my side. Let's go craps. <laughs> Odds was my side. Just roll. Let's go craps. What the fuck are we doing? It's the come out roll. I'm rolling for the point. Uh, rolling 2d6. Ooh, four. All right. My points are four, guys. All right. Here we go. So now, will I crap out yes. before I roll another four? That's the question. Yes. <laughs> what is happening? I don't fucking know. <laughs> All right. Now, crapping out is I got to roll a seven before I roll a four. I wish Todd was this knowledgeable on everything. Or, or an 11. Mm-hmm. He's way too knowledgeable about craps and way not enough knowledgeable about swords. All right. Six. 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 <laughs> six. 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 Five. Five. Mm. Eight. Oh, I thought I had it that time. Seven, you crapped out. Oh, crapped out. All right. All right, I lost. All right, seven, guys. Seven. So what does that mean? That means that Todd doesn't get the sword. Whatever one I wanted 
We don't go with. Let's say we're giving it to the halfling. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Dr. M. Can I use my sleight of hand to kind of nudge that to roll? Roll. <laughs> I love that this is the first time that you guys have actively <laughs> engaged in any kind of dice game in the fucking entire show. <laughs> and yet acted like, oh shit, this is shit we do all the time. <laughs> We've totally been consumed by our own characters at this point. They don't. Or vice versa. Todd had a, he had a hot hand in a dice game. Well, first of all, this is Holland's good thing is I love I love crafts. Yeah. So yes, that's why we're gonna play crafts. We're gonna play crafts. I'll play it anywhere. I don't really fucking have any understanding of what just happened. I, I I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck Maury was talking about. <laughs> And then it's just a turn to turn to play. And even better, like, like I'm not going to fucking edit that, that down to when Todd, it is just going to immediately crap out. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't even get to make any points for the, no money for the table. Yeah. Because this is real compelling listening. Six, six, five, four, seven, eight. Oh, it is to, it is to anyone who's playing craps at the craps table. Boxcars. <laughs> anyone who's Anyone who's played craps at the craps table. But the potters in the podcast fucking table sure is like, what the fuck? What is happening right now? They know. <laughs> they know some. They know dice. Do they? They know dice. Maybe our listeners want to learn how to play craps. Exactly. I just showed them. Did you? Just got a free craps lesson. I just showed them. That's that's craps. That's, yeah, that's beginner's craps. That's pod racing. All right. What the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> Todd would want to be doing beginner's craps. All right. We're going to go with the, the person Jamie stopped. Well, never mind. Did anyone agree? I don't think we had to agree. I, I, <laughs> I'm taking the sword. I'm bringing it over to the halfling. Yep. Eldrin, are you? Yep, sure, sure. I picked it. I lost. Harlan, were you going to try and do a sleight of hand to cheat, or what's the deal? I, I, I definitely was. All right, well, then fucking do it, man. Give me a sleight of hand move. I'm already walking up and grabbing the sword. Why would you have a preference? How are you going to do dice <laughs> and then have a preference? Wait, who has the sword? Yeah, no joke. Who has the sword? That's what I don't know. I think it was me. Uh, Eldrin had it, didn't he? I had it, but I had it in Todd's body. So, mm, that's right. Yeah, exactly. It's in my pocket. <laughs> Harlan, give me the sleight of hand roll. He's got like plus 10 to this shit. Did we swap back? Yeah, we swap back. Yeah, you guys have all swapped back. You're back in your regular body. Yeah, I got a 24. All right, everybody give me perception checks against that. Uh, I got to roll a 20 to beat it. Ooh, I almost did it too. Man, that's an 11. Oh, oh, Baba, I saw that. Don't slip that one in there. Oh, shit. Yeah, don't slip that one in. Baba, you dirty dog. <laughs> you dirty dog. <laughs> Todd fucking decides to leave it up to the fates, produces a fucking box of dice, which you all distinctly remember Todd talking shit about people who played dice games in the past <laughs> and what fucking big nerds they were and only people who played dragon chess deserved his respect. So Todd, having this pristine box of metal dice that he can bust out to do some fucking weird dice roll game, Really seems a little bit hypocritical, but we'll allow it. You see him roll <laughs> once, immediately bust out through the power of editing, and then really quickly, like the little tiefling tail sweeps over it, like he's uh, excited, and it just brushes the dice ever so gracefully and flips it into a winning roll. Baba, you, however, notice this immediately. What's a Baba do? Oh, man. Cause, crap, I don't think Baba actually cares which one we give it to. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the ancestors in the background. Remember when we said you'd have to be the leader, leader, leader? Oh, wait, that's Ogden's bit. Leader. Oh, no, fuck, that's Fate's bit. I don't, I'm out of spirit voice fade outs. Just go. He just gives Todd the look knowing he, Todd cheated. That's what he should do. <laughs> it doesn't say anything. Listen, Todd, listen. If we are going to use the dice to decide, then we let the dice decide. No need to interfere. The ancestors will take care of us. Okay. 
I guess I got caught. <laughs> and so I, I compel him to go. I compel him to, to go with the original hand, like a thus avoiding the wrath of our engine. <laughs> All right, cool. I don't want that right. So one entity slash professor told you to put it in one door. Another entity told you to put it into the other. Shit. Where, where, are you, where are you doing it? The door on the right. I believe it was the left-hand door for the for the halfling, yes? Yeah. Yes. Was it? Yes. Yes. Yes, the halfling door. The left was the halfling door? I'm asking the DM. Fuck you if you think I'm repeating this one. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the consequences of you guys not remembering. <laughs> there was so much stuff that's happened between then and now. Mm. Left was halfling. It's been like three minutes. But a lot of stuff happened in that three minutes. All those dice rolls... <laughs> Honestly, don't remember. <laughs> I have terrible short-term memory. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, I've got something for this. You don't have anything for it. Any, mini miny, mo. Don't you have like? Don't you have the ability to recall something? Catch an owl bear by the toe. Recall everything. Yeah. Hold on. That's what I'm trying to remember. Let's let BC choose. Read me out of this. Are you trying to make me do my dog voice? No, rah, rah. The hell is the ability that I have? Rah, rah. Keen mind or something? Keen keen mind? Not even for a robber snap. <laughs> keen mind? Is that it, the one? Yes. We've never used it to this point. Which, by the way, all your pentahedron shards are updated and all your magical items are added. You're welcome. Be sure you spend some time looking at those pentahedron shards because they have additional spells and shit that you may not be remembering that you have. I need to sell this flog. I've got a minus one on the damage. Jesus. <laughs> it's more about entangling. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So hone mine. Grant's version of keen mine without the attribute bonus. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, DM, I fate remembers exactly what we were told to which room to put it in for the furbo. Go into your mind palace and you RP that shit, young man. Um. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I need you to tell me which one it was so I can RP it. The halfling is on the left okay. and told you to put it in the right-hand door. You guys are right. The furbolg is on the right and told you to put it in the left-hand door. I was right. Okay. Oh, okay. It was the right door. Shut up, James. <laughs> Halfling was on the... Halfling's on the left toast. Put it in the right hand door. Okay. Uh, gentlemen, um, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the halfling's over here and gave us instruction to put it in the other side, the, the door opposite of them. So if we're, or no, that was what Eldrin, that's what you told us to do. Yeah. And the furbo, I believe, uh, gave us information from her side to put it over on the other side. So we should be going in the one Eldrin wants, which would be back over here to the right, I believe. Yes. Let's do that. Cool. All right. You guys see Fate's pentahedron shield flare into life as he engages his honed mind ability. And the fate that lives inside his mind palace was all excited because it was going to be the first time he ever used this ability and actually showed up. But then he never actually shows up in his mind palace and just recalls it. <laughs> and so it just sits down sadly behind the library desk of his mind palace. So yeah, he's 100% right. Well, t- well, Todd goes to give Fate the, 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 the sword. He goes to pull it out. So he goes into his pocket and he pulls out a middle finger and gives it to uh, Fate real fast. That's rude, dude. No, no it's, it's, it's about right. Yeah, it's about right. And then goes into his other pocket and then pulls out the sword yep. and hands it to him. Okay. All right. So which door are you putting it in, Fate? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. You see Mind Palace Fate arch a fucking eyebrow real fucking strong. <laughs> the right door. <laughs> the right door. The right door. <laughs> All right. So the offices are identical. You open door to the right, set the sword down on the desk and shut the door. Immediately, there's a pop as the mystical forces drop. The mystical combat ends. The halfling drops down and goes, got you, motherfucker. 
<laughs> scampers out of the room and you see Dr. Fafo just put her face in her palm. And she goes, great. I'm the department chair now. Do you have any idea of how much fucking extra work oh. comes with this position? <laughs> Do you have any idea? You know what? I bet you can guess how much extra pay comes for this position. Is, is that a lot? No. Anyone want to take a guess at that? Zero? Zero. That is correct. Oh! No extra money comes with this position. Check out the big brain on top. Oh! <laughs> but you know what does? A lot of extra work and a lot of extra responsibility and a lot of extra liability. That Havling and I had been locked in a contest for weeks trying to put each other in the position and then you goons come along. But I am obligated to honor her agreement. What was the deal? What is it that you need? We need entry to the to the library. <laughs> Fine. You see her go over to a shelf, yank down five lanyards, scribble on the back of them, contracted researchers for the department of... Um, um, oh God, I, Maury just said Brain it. Brain Palace, Maury hands a slip of paper to Brain Palace Fate. Regency studies and multicultural magical histories. She writes out on the back of the lanyards in a very definitive script, hands them to you. She goes, at the end of the day, I'm happy to give you the passes, but what are you going to the library for? I guess I, I really should ask. Reading? Um, hmm. Well, uh, we need to uh, do some studying and some research. I uh, very specifically need to uh, locate some information about uh, about the Godspire. So, you came to the most comprehensive repository of magical knowledge to do mundane religious research. I think it's far more likely there's another reason. Be straight with me, elf. If you're going there to steal forbidden knowledge, chasing some treasure, or even hunting someone, I must know your true motivations. I'm putting my name on the back of these lanyards. If you go in there and start throwing lightning bolts or something truly inane like breathing fire in a library, that's going to come back on me. So, I'll ask again, and I encourage you to be straight with me. What? And she looks at you very straight with a level of insight. Why are you here? All the reasons. Okay. I just kind of, uh, just kind of like exhale, slump over, with just like a sigh of like burden relief, and then word vomit back up the entire story of. <sighs> so you see, I graduated from uh, Coraline Space Academy years ago and uh, was on my way out to do some field studies and research about uh, the cosmology of the God's Fire. And was at a location where some uh, misfortunes occurred. Uh, me and these uh, fine folk here somehow got magically bound to one another. And now we're trying to uh, get ourselves unstuck from one another. And along the way, we accidentally traveled through time because we got stuck in the Feywild for a little too long. Then we came back. We met some mad art. Um, 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 oh, my God. What is Ognum's class? Mad scientist. Artificer. We, we met this mad artificer who uh, told us he could help us get ourselves unstuck. So we've been been sent all over the world uh, trying to locate uh, relics and artifacts that might help us uh, solve our conundrum. In the meanwhile, uh, we've been accosted by several different things. And I've come back home to check on my family and I found that my mother uh, might have had her soul ripped out. And I'm trying to locate the gentleman who might be responsible for it. And you think he's inside the library. Okay, well, that was a little bit of an overshare. I would have just accepted weird shit. I'm going to assume that you've heard... The rumors about the library, and I should warn you, they're all true. And it sounds like 
what you're after may be in, well, you know. Uh, n- no, I, I don't know. Could you inform me? Hmm. You're part of a mage's guild, correct? Uh, loosely, yes. Have you ever done any outreach as part of your work with that guild? Yes, 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 yes. Excellent. So then, when wizards get older, they have a tendency to do what? Um, die. Fart a lot. No, not so much. Not so much, uh, Maury. Um, nice. Uh, Good uh, guess. Uh, you see her edge a little bit further away from you and <laughs> like, subtly reach over for a focus and go, Okay, mo- moving on. <laughs> um, um, a lot of, well, not a lot, but some of them uh, turn to uh, necromancy and may possibly lich them. Okay. Now think back to between season one and season two, what you had to do for your, your community service that was specifically being called back in this moment. Oh, um... Mind Palace Fate, again, is outraged (laughs) in this moment. What is this Mind Palace you want me to go to? Somebody has never watched Sherlock. Right. Mm. (laughs) I did that. It's really good. It's a Sherlock reference. Uh, I I reach inside, I channel myself. Hey, um, hey, hey, Jazz, can you help Fate out here real quick? Because Jazz... uh, No, wait, no, so you... uh, Wait. (laughs) Fate, so... Fate, can you help out Jazz? Um, I'm sorry, Jazz, I I really don't know what the hell he's talking about. I've I've slept a few times since then. Yeah, I've I've slept a couple times since then, too, dude. I have no fucking... clue what the fuck he's talking about you realize there's no walking back from this i love this so much it is a thing now right (laughs) (laughs) all right well um um maybe uh, if we just kind of uh bang our heads together we'll uh figure something out Mm, i really don't see that being a thing that's gonna help us but uh sure why not what the fuck Um, ow. Is, is fate is fate docking with jazz? Is that a thing that they're doing? Yes. <laughs> it inevitably had to happen. You have no idea what your community service was between season one and season two. I I remember going and helping some elderly citizens, uh, elderly mages uh, who who lived in a shoe in like a cloud city in individual demi planes that they created for themselves that's what it was okay yeah 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 yeah. we have established that older wizards tend to create personal pocket demi planes for their own use basically mm-hmm. it's their version of a retirement condo yes that part of it. and if left alone in those demi planes they tend to get squirrely mm-hmm. so as you know when wizards get older they like to have their own space and Academics here often like to have a controlled area for experiments. And well, elves founded Yalhavar, and they live for a very, very long time, as is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. So, I want you to imagine generations of academic wizards creating demiplanes and stacking them upon each other so they could store all of their mystical knowledge in that library and stacking it. And stacking and stacking of demiplanes. Curious. And shelving and shelving and shelving of mystical tomes. And they ultimately stacked too deep. And the weight of the demiplanes caused them to merge. And the power of all the arcane tomes created a shadowy mirror world in this space that echoes ours, but still has its own rules of reality. Kind of like the Feywild, but darker. And over time, it settled and began to develop striations in its own levels. And then, from nowhere, life evolved within the space. Strange creatures. And she glances over a little bit at Todd. That we came to call imps and demons whoa, and devils. Whoa, whoa, Began whoa. to claim certain areas as their own. Oh, the D word. It's not, it's not acceptable. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Is is it infernal Normerians? <laughs> of infernal nature is the correct word. Ah, people of an infernal nature. <laughs> the points. I apologize. 
I did not mean to offend. <laughs> and again, I'm I'm sorry. I don't. If if boying is of a derogatory nature, just let me know. I do know Tail Boys is out. We figured that out very early on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They prefer horny boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, horny boys! <laughs> You've been to Omega, Omega, Omega. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we sealed off the realm, put protections in place, but wizards still do use it for their own devices. The entrance is secret and locked, possibly behind a puzzle or riddle of some kind. I mean, this is a wizard's ark after all. And once you find it and gain entrance, you'll still have to get past the guardian. Though I will say, they're not necessarily so much dangerous as just kind of a prick, to be honest. Kind of an ass. More than a little bitter. Kind of an overtalker. You'll probably have to strike some kind of deal or barter with him for entrance. So you'll have to find it, figure out how to get in. And then work your way past the Guardian. Do do you know what what might be something a favorable item to barter with the Guardian? I don't know. I don't ever go down there. I don't need to be in that weird place. I don't need any of the freaky stuff they've got down there. <sighs> oh, okay. Well, thank you for the information. I, I I appreciate you being so forthcoming. Do you know who this is? And Mori's going to turn into Galatea. Yeah, that's the goddess of death, Galatea. Do we need to know something about this? Are you asking me or are you asking fate? I'm asking fate. All you see is fate, like, <laughs> blushing. Oh, I, th- I think they dated. Oh, boy. <laughs> like, fate, fate, fate's a little dark skin, so you, you, know, you really can't see him blushing, but... No, but the, we- the weird boner is a dead giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> Those are robes, man. Those don't conceal anything. No, no, no. You got to get the lower ties, too. You got to tie it at the fucking lower ties, too. Just the button. <laughs> I've got to go buy some new clothes. <laughs> Are you still in caterer wear? Yeah. What clothes did Fate end up with? <laughs> I assumed you guys reset. <laughs> yeah. I didn't insert that in the recap that you guys were all still dressed up as weird, sexy waiters. <laughs> <laughs> and a good Pedro, work Pedro. Showing the quads off. By all means, get out of here. I have budgets to prepare now. Thanks to you, I have budgets to prepare now. Thanks so much. Yep. You're welcome. You're all very lucky. I am dedicated to non-violence and peace. Or there are a number of choice spells I'd be casting on you now. Good day. And she disappears in a angry huff of furbolg magic. And then you hear, Fuck off, I just turned invisible. I'm still here. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to leave some ducky jerky on her desk, kind of like an apple for the teacher. Oh, look at that. Say I'm sorry. I'm just... (laughs) Slink out. When when Mori leaves the jerky there, uh, Fate goes back to pick it up behind her when nobody's looking. To eat it? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a stealth roll, Fate, or sleight of hand. Oh. <laughs> sleight of hand. Ah, oh, that's not good. That's not good. That's a nine. Why would you fuck around? You know what happens when you do that. Yeah. You find out. You find out. You find out. Depending on who you fucking around with. 90% of the time, you find out. Okay, Fate, give me a constitution saving throw. That's not good. Oh, he's going to get cursed. Mm-hmm. That's a 22. That will do it. It was a DC 20. Ooh. How the fuck did you get a... Tw- I rolled a 19. You rolled a 19? Okay. Hey, asshole. I wasn't able to shrink you just now. So, my options... For my next step are considerably worse to pay you back for stealing my jerky. So get the fuck out while you still can on just two legs. Uh, oh yeah. She attempted to cast Reduce on you and we would have had pint-sized fate for the rest of the episode. Aw, uh-huh. oh, little pocket fate. <laughs> Way to roll a 19, Jazz. Fucking, come on, man. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Sorry. Sorry, I, I, I thought you were gone. Uh, I-, I literally just said I was invisible. You know what? You did, you did just say you were invisible. Never mind. Uh, I- Fucking Mind Palace Fate is having like a table flipping rampage right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know what? You're so right. I'm, I'm so sorry. You know what? You know, sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm under a lot of stress right now. I, I apologize so much. Here, you just, um, and I put the jerky back down and just scamper out. <laughs> Are you just giving out half eaten beef jerky now? <laughs> I didn't eat it. I tried to pick it up. And she called me. SpongeBob trying to remember the Cabby Patty's internal fucking scene is less chaotic than what's going on with the Fate Mind Palace right now. All right. So you guys head over to the library, are able to uh, make your way up to the steps. The stone weirvins on each side start to animate. You present your lanyards and are able to proceed past into this huge, looming, gothic, elven architecture building. Six columns out in front, these massive doors, deeply carved with wizards through the ages, carrying various tomes, casting spells out of various books. You push open these just these super heavy brass doors, which lead you into, well, honestly, what I think Fate and Mori might consider as heaven and Todd absolutely would consider as hell because it is the most books and knowledge that any of you have ever seen consolidated into one place. I'm just going to assume Eldrin and Bob are just indifferent. <laughs> no care one way or the other. Although, you know, one of them would be a books on tape. The other would be a podcast. Baba or Eldrin, which of you is books on tape and which of you is possibly true crime podcast? I feel like Eldrin would be podcast guy. Yeah, I was thinking Baba was used to hearing stories out loud. That works. That works. <laughs> Oral tradition for the Tabashi turned into books on tape with the advent of the speaking stones. And Eldrin, a lot of lonely nights in the woods listening to true crime podcast. Yep. Casper mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk in and it is, it reminds you almost a little bit of the Dragonborn Hold. So you walk in at the ground level. The outside of the building is, is shaped and arched and just incredibly ornate. And as you walk in, you would expect that same level of decoration and complexity, but it is, it is actually remarkably simple. The inside of the building is almost exactly a square. About 50 feet in front of you is a very simple information slash library desk, a curving horseshoe with three wizards working a number of different slates and tablets and clearly going about the general business of the entry of the library. That's just kind of the first impression. You're a little bit almost let down and shocked by how simple it is at first, but then you actually take the scale of it in. Sure, the building is square, but you realize that most of the building is an open pit in the center that creates this walkway around the perimeter of this giant open pit. And the walls, about 15 feet high, just lined with these massive bookshelves with rows of tables in front of them. And then you walk up to the edge of where that pit is and you look down and you look up. And as far as you can see up, there is just an identical massive level with 15-foot bookshelves stacked on top of each other, stacked on top of each other, stacked on top of each other. And you can see another 15 feet going down just stacked on top of each other, stacked on top of each other. And it's hard to appreciate. It's almost like that feeling where you, you get two mirrors lined up. And I'm sure there's a technical name for that infinity effect that happens between two mirrors. But it's that feeling stretching up and stretching downward you know that it extends much further, far beyond the scope of what the ceiling would imply from the outside. Clearly, there's some bigger on the inside than the outside shit going on. But you you can see a bottom level. Maury, this is the most books you've ever seen. The air literally hums and crackles with arcane energy. You don't actually see a 
ton of wizards and spellcasters at the four corners of the pit. There is a cable that comes down to like a bronze, maybe a little rickety, but definitely ornate looking cage. Those of you who have been to the corporate offices in Sama recognize it as an elevator that goes up and down. You know, occasionally a book will rumble off the shelf, go streaking across the library to reseat itself in a new location. You'll hear one of the librarians sigh and head over in that direction to go put it back where it belongs. Occasionally a wizard will come by with a stack of books uh, on a tensor's floating disc, that sort of thing. Real fucking wizard library shit. What is the wizard library thing to do the Dewey Decimal System? What is what is the equivalent to the Dewey Decimal System for wizardry? <laughs> the Dewey Decimal. I feel like it should still be the Dewey Decimal. Like that, that thing is magical because nobody understands it anyway. <laughs> it is it, it, it is traversed dimensions. It is, it is, <laughs> right. <laughs> I am so fucking mad at y'all right now at a level that you have no fucking idea, which will become really obvious in about five minutes when we get to the fucking riddle, you pricks. So <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. I don't I just want to say payback because you fuckers did it to me. No, that's fair. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A start. You got it. It's like I cannot fucking believe of all fucking people, the guy who's gonna immediately go to the goddamn Dewey Decimal Well. Listen, we're in the library. We can't we can't uh, I'm so pissed. Anyway, what are y'all doing? Um, is there a librarian available for me to ask for like somewhere to start like a reference point for like, do you mean like at the information desk that I fucking describe? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, well, most of them were tearing it about. So I was trying to see if like, is there one still there? But one of them went to go do some shit. Moria's already pulled out. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, oh, just three. Moria has three books around them. (laughs) 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 I've already pulled them out. Uh, real quick, Eldrin, give me a mullet roll, higher low. Oh fuck, she's not getting it. And Maury, give me a random object roll, d twenty. Before we forget, fuck. Okay, you know we all know he's not getting that mullet, right? He's not getting. You shut the fuck up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why would you try it. <laughs> I'm gonna go. You didn't even say high or low. You just rolled. <laughs> I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. I'm listening. I'm, oh. I'm trying. Uh, what did I do last time? I think I went high. Oh, that was Tori's roll. Okay, hang on. The 16. My money says go high. Jazz says go high. I'm gonna listen to Jazz. So if it's his failure, not mine this time. Oh wow. Oh, see, that's why he chose it. High. We're doing high. We're doing high. You're supposed to stick with one. Oh. Oh, no, no, it's a five. It is not high. Mm. Oh. Mm. Five? Told you you wasn't getting it. That's almost as low as you could go. Told you you wasn't getting it. I saw it was on like a 50 and then it rolled over to zeros. <laughs> because we discussed the law of diminishing mullet returns, now it is a slightly easier chance. So next time I ask that question, we'll move 10% to the left and right in both directions. So it gets a little bit easier next time. So. He is just shortchanging the, the patrons left and right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What'd you roll, Maury? A 16? A 16. Your little item matrix, which is embedded in you, you see it shine and there's some bubbles that shoot out of it and a speaking stone pops out. And this is the butt dialer 500 given to us by none other than Dr. Econ. <laughs> this item will randomly act as a speaking stone and contact a random NPC that you've encountered previously. <laughs> the wielder has no control over when it calls someone or who it calls. Well, that seems inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to know? Is it just going to 
Is it going to buzz or anything, or is it just going to be somebody going, like, hello? It's going to be a, 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 yeah, a, another voice we hear. Hello? <laughs> it is set on vibrate, and I will expect Maury to act accordingly when it goes off. Perfect. You're just going to... Just start shaking. <laughs> what is this? So, yes, there is somebody at the, uh, the front desk. If she were to butt dial, would it be located actually in her butt? Are we asking where Anu's ass is at? Is that what just got asked? <laughs> Maury? Uh, I, I, I excrete. So all over, basically, is what we're saying? Yeah, it's kind of like a frog skin. From, from the feet. So a, a butt dial can happen anywhere. So it's, so it's always a butt dial. It's always a butt dial. Okay. Yeah. It is both always and never a butt? Is it Schrodinger's butt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Not Schrodinger's butt. There is a very tall, shockingly pale elven man wearing librarian robes, white hair, shockingly white skin, dark black eyes standing behind the desk that as you walk up, they look up from their work and go, yes. Um, y- y- yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, well, uh, ma'am, sir. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, could you um, help assist? Um, I-, I need to locate some information over the... Um is is the oh as I'm like rambling through that uh I'm trying to check uh, Eldrin and the uh the waypointer from the 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 globe where it's pointing us it's pointing down it's pointing straight down yep Shit. we all know hell is straight down Jazz come on I was hoping it might point somewhere specific in the library to help us kind of get that way push straight down like down like down towards the pit like hey go to the go to the lower levels yeah um yes um i was looking for some or i was told that there was some really good information on the godspire that was located in the lower levels of the library um is there um is there an entry point that i need to access to get down there like an elevator yes yes like an elevator and they look over to the right at the elevator <laughs> and then they look right back to you. Oh, okay. And then they look over to the left to the other elevator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they look back to you and they go, no. No? Okay. Well, um. I think he's fucking with you. Farewell then. Uh, are we all going to try and hop in one elevator, everyone? Or should we split up? Why would we ever split up? We should definitely head into one elevator. It doesn't make any sense, Pete. That never goes well. Yeah, that was the dumbest thing. <laughs> <laughs> Do they both go up or down? Like, as long as one of them goes down, we're all good. Just get one elevator. It might be a small elevator. You guys walk in. There's a very complicated lever mechanism with a U on one side and a D on the other. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. U for underground. Right. D for <laughs> don't think this isn't down. It's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, we'll uh, press or pull the other uh, lever here for uh, what I assume is down. D. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, being an ancient elven college. Of course. That was the Flande. <laughs> no, it's down. You guys go down. I was about to say, I'm, I'm an elf. Speaks <laughs> every language. <laughs> you begin going down in the elevator, level after level. It seemed like I said 10 levels at the beginning, but it feels like so much more, like almost as if there is an elongation and stretching of reality as you go deeper and the the levels seem to grow from the 15-foot bookshelf to the 20-foot bookshelf to the 30-foot bookshelf. To the by the time you actually do get to that tenth level, the bookshelves are a towering hundred feet high, just row after row of knowledge. Barely any light from the skylight at the very, very, very top of the library penetrates down here. It is a very underwater abyss atmosphere. In fact, a few lanternfish drift by, and it's magic, yo, as they swim through the air. And there is this omnipresent weight of you cannot cram this many spells in this many books. At this much na- magical knowledge, because you know, this is the the restricted library. This isn't the library that hey we can come and study history in. 
These are all fucking magical books. Yeah, whether or not they're all spell books, they all contain some kind of mystical formula, the collected spells. You know, one book is just how to cast light fucking 50 different ways. The repository of magical knowledge weighs upon you as you hit this level to where it feels like you're stepping out into another world and it feels like physics quite aren't what they should be. But you can see directly across from you in what feels like probably a good hundred foot stretch, like a dim lantern flickering against the wall. And it's the one space where you see a part in the bookshelves. Like there's almost been an arch carved into the bottom of the bookshelves, kind of like a tunnel that's been carved through a redwood. You guys begin to head that way. Lamps light up on the ends of the bookshelves as you walk by. This pale blue witch light, which casts these even more bizarre shadows across the floor of the library as you walk back. Eldrin, you don't get any of this fucking experience. Yep. You don't see darkness anymore. This is all just like, well, I don't know why is everybody fucking moving so slow? <laughs> Man, there's some real atmosphere for everybody else, but not for you, Eldrin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm painting a scene. You just get, you don't see it. Eventually, you guys get to this massive door, and it's it's not like a double door like the the door of the library. In fact, it doesn't even really appear to be hinged. But there's no way to not call it a, a door. It just has the feeling of a portal. It's just implied upon your mind as you approach it. Tori, give me a real quick wisdom saving throw as you're walking through all this mystical shit. <laughs> oh, it's an eighteen. All right. You you feel something bubbling up to the surface while, while you're walking through this, Maury, and you can feel your form start to solidify and, and shape into the form of a masculine dwarf wearing these mage robes with these long curling beard with bells woven into it. And again, it's just your form kind of gelatin molding into that. Can I let it happen? You absolutely can choose to let it happen. <laughs> you guys see Maury shift into this and... Again, Maury unconsciously mirror stuff, and it's almost as if you are now mirroring the author of one of the books that you've absorbed into you somehow as you take on this form and persona. All right, lads. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's go. Maury, you seem to be uh, having some issues with your, your vocal projections there. You seem to be having issues with your vocal projections. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's how Bob is. That, don't worry about it. So you guys get to this door. Above it, there is this flowing f- passage in Elven script. The door itself is a solid interwoven piece of electrum, bronze, and silver. Just this massive weighty slab. No doorknob, but there is a orb, this glowing crystal kind of setting inside of almost like a gyroscope, platinum and gold, these rings that spin around holding this crystal in place. And then that flowing elven script above it. So, so am I going to kick this door first or y'all going to try? Um, well, Todd, um, since how it's like not exactly a door, I'm going to ask that you at least refrain from kicking it for just, just, just a smidge. Can you just hold, just give me- How is it not a door though? Let's, let's hear this. <laughs> I mean, it, it- Todd, Todd, come on, dude, kick the door. Don't let, don't fuck it. He's not the boss of you. Oh, um, just, I, I, just, just, listen, just give listen. me, I'm, I'm asking. I'm just, I'm just asking. I- I do, do me this one favor, Todd. I mean, Todd, this- <laughs> Todd, 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 Todd. Just give me this one time, just please. One, one. Thank you. You know what? Todd, 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 Todd. Listen, I, I, someone, someone has to kick the door. Does someone but, have to kick okay. the door? Someone has to kick the door. I'm just giving you the privilege of kicking the door first. <laughs> Todd, 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 Todd. Todd. Todd, Todd. I just can. Can I just give me a second? I just want to see if I can maybe read this right up here, and then you know. Yeah, let's. Todd, Todd, Todd. Maury kicks it. Oh shit! Okay. No. 
<sighs> and it runs, Kick it before you pick it! <laughs> <laughs> Give me an athletics check, Maury, at disadvantage. Disadvantage. Because she doesn't have feet. Doesn't have bones. <laughs> oh! Uh, net 20, right? That's a natural not one. Ooh. It's the opposite of that. <laughs> you gain a big head of steam and go trundling in, Maury, and stick your leg out and then, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> into it flat and then kind of drizzle down onto the floor before you pop back up into your natural shape and your dwarven persona of evaporates as you reconstitute yourself. Does anything happen when Maury, like, splats onto the door just like a full puddle like like sticky hand onto the door <laughs> yeah it's like you know how gumby can kind of go through walls like that without the through part like you run into the wall and there's like a brief outline of a jello mold dwarf uh-huh. like in two dimensions onto the door that then slides down slowly flat which then shapes into a pool and then pops back up in normal mori double friend form more generic plasmoid form yeah does Todd see any locks on the door? I believe I explicitly said no earlier in the description of the door, but let me reiterate. No handle. Yeah. No. No. Do you want to like investigate the door and like kind of probe it and look for it? I'm pretty sure fate was trying to read the... the I was definitely the- trying to read the script above the door and then everybody just went to kicking. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to the easy part in just a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh. Jesus Christ. Todd, do you want to investigate the door, Todd? Yeah, I would like to see if I can find anything to to pick, a lock to pick. You ain't picking shit. Except his nose. Before I kick the door? Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not. I really just want to investigate to see if there's a lock. It's been kicked. Look at said lock and kick door. (laughs) Walk me through the the physical actions of what you're doing. Like, how are you investigating the door? And then I'll let you make the investigation roll. All right, Todd's walking up to the door and he's like looking at the creases. He's like, he's just like touching the door, kind of just feeling it around to see if he feels a lock or any mechanism on the door. Like he's a professional. I know. I was just trying to lure you into saying touch the door. That's that. <laughs> so get, give me two things. Number one, give me an investigation check and then give me a strength saving throw at disadvantage. There it is. The investigation was a five. Minus one is a four. Okay. Well, very easy to see why you failed so poorly at that. Give me the strength because uh, you're about to get blasted back. You're getting blasted back is a given. How far you get blasted back mm. is what the strength saving throw at disadvantage is for. Oof. Oh, first one was at 18. Mm. Mm-hmm. That would have been good. Second one was a four. That's good. That's not so good. That's good. Oh, <laughs> that's not so good. Why at disadvantage? We know how <laughs> big this room is. Roll a D100 for me there, Toddington. Well, well, why was it at disadvantage? I don't understand that part. The disadvantage. I will explain in just a moment. <laughs> oh, I don't want to roll it. I don't want to roll it. I don't want to roll Let it. Let the moment happen, fuckers. Roll D100. I'm like, oh, eight. Eight feet. Wow. <laughs> mm. Eight. Okay. Only eight feet. So. So the second you start to run your fingers onto the door, there is a bright crimson flash and almost, I would say discordant note, but that would imply sound and it's not sound. It is a magical vibration that rattles through all the casters in the party that feels like if you uh, just as if two opposite magnetic forces trying to push into each other trying to fucking plug a American power cord into a European outlet. Just, just, a, just a bad fit. And Todd is blasted back with this bright 
shining crimson light, eight feet. Todd, you only take 1d6 damage since you rolled 10 or less because it was going to be a d6 per 10 feet of damage. Oof, that could have got ugly. Mm. So six <laughs> points of damage. <laughs> the, full, the full six, though. As Todd just goes fucking ass over t rolling <laughs> backwards in a reverse ninja roll. Remember those from earlier in the show, folks? Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. All the way back and skids to a halt, feet up back over his over- head. <laughs> Mm. fucking tail kind of hanging droopily down over his face hat still on strangely enough hat did not come off todd i think uh, i think one of your boots is over todd gets up and lets everyone know there's no locks on his door guys there's literally writing though that we could read there's no locks on his door two of us yeah just hold on here you go i go pick up his foot shoe and bring it back to him you okay give me give me a quick perception check there fate as you as you hand his boot back to him uh Perception? Oh no! There's no lifts in my boots. <laughs> Give me the perception check. There's no lifts in those boots. <laughs> Give me the perception check, Wayne. There's no lifts in those. <laughs> Give me the perception check, Wayne. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is Todd yelling this as face picking his shoe up? <laughs> oh, that's a net twenty. Yes. Ah. <laughs> yes. There's no lifts. Let Let me ask you, Fate. Are there any lifts in them? <laughs> With your net twenty, what do you notice about Todd's boots? You know, you know this this boot was really well put together. Um, but like. It's crazy how well some the somebody put a lot of effort into blending. Like if I if it wasn't for this particular lighting, you almost wouldn't tell how much heel is on this boat. Good. Wait a second. No, look at Todd. He's like clearly leaning, trying to compensate. He's like he's got that one foot that's like four inches off the ground for no reason. Like what in the hell? Four whole inches. Oh. Well, roll a d4. Let's see how. Let's see how big that. How big is that heel? Todd, roll a d4. I don't. I, Todd, roll a d4. I don't like y'all guys changing my character. Get now. I'm wearing lips all of a sudden. Not so strong. Dude. Two inch. Two inch heel. Two inch heel. (laughs) That doesn't mean Todd isn't a strong 5'8". It just means he maybe goes with some bigger heels to give his ass a little bit more definition. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) A half inch butt lift. Listen, everyone knows that to get stronger calves, you need to have a little lift to it. So it's part of his routine. Like strength shoes. All the time? Listen, have you ever seen women's calves in high heels? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that you got to realize, though. As I'm seeing this, I'm also realizing, like, wait. His calves are really good. (laughs) He's running this fast in heels? <laughs> I'm like, they're not heels. <laughs> now, 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 now Todd's got to defend himself. <laughs> now Todd's got to defend Two himself. inches of heels. They can be lifts or they can be heels. It's a nat 20. Your decision. All right. They're, they're, li- they're lifts. Either way. They're, they're heels. They're, they're, they're lifts. They're lifts. They're lifts. They're lifts. No, no. No, no. I will, I, will let, I will let Todd decide whether he's wearing heels or lifts because it is his character. Oh, okay. All right. All a right. strong 5'8 is too ingrained in the podcast to, to change that. But it's one or the other. It's either heels to accentuate the derriere, or Todd is a surprising 5'6". He's definitely going heels then. <laughs> he's, 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 he's definitely going heels to work them calves. Yeah. He needs it. And to keep the cheeks quite quite svelte. Is Todd a, a lifted 5'8"? So like, <laughs> actually, if we were to measure, five, then he'd be 5'10"? Uh, I think he was a strong 5'8 that came in right under six foot with between the boots, the hat, and the horns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He does mention that the boots add a couple of. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he he gets himself to six okay. between the boots 
the hat and the horns. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. So as this happens, there is a feeling of abjuration. Like uh, Maury and Fate, you guys don't even need to make Arcana rolls. The level of abjuration magic that just poured out of that door, specifically in response to a tiefling, not an ooze, mm. not a weird magical ooze, but a tiefling, is brutally obvious that there is some anti-tiefling magic built into the door itself. Well, ATM. Hmm. Why, Todd? <laughs> what happened? I was looking at my notes. He said something. I missed it. <laughs> oh. He said ATM, uh, and he knows why I shook my head. Yeah. ATM. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anti-tiefling anti- magic would be ATM, right? And, and, and Jamie was like, oh, good God. And I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Mori pulls a magnet out, and you, if anyone looks over, they see it says, uh, Conjuration, make stuff. Necromancy, creepy stuff. Evocation, destroy stuff. Abjuration, protect stuff. Transmutation, change stuff. Divination, know stuff. Enchantment, control stuff. Illusion, hide stuff. The magical cliff notes? It looks at the thing. And there's protect stuff magic on there. Makes sense. Those are eight magnets. That's not one magnet. You've got eight <laughs> separate commemorative <laughs> magnets floating around in you. Yeah. And that's why it took a second, because you were pulling each one out and go, nope, that's not the one. Nope, that's the that's one. Oh, it. there it is. <laughs> You bought one at the gift shop. Those other seven just happened to end up in Maury. Oh. <laughs> but not like you were stealing them, like you were taking them off the shelf and you'd flip into yourself and look around like, oh, fuck, I can't get it out. Uh, magnets, magnets, how do they work? And then pick up the next one. Fate's like charmed by the fact that she's got those magnets. Like, yes, Maury, that's right. Yes, that's, and you've got the little magnet. That's, that's cute. That's cool. That's we're gonna wave them around. <laughs> did, did we ever read the words on the top of the door? Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know, I was going to, and then I, then they just started yeah. smacking at the door. So I just stepped out of the way and decided to let them have at it. You gotta be fast, fate. You gotta be fast. You know, it looks like a, it looks like the door is stronger than you, Todd. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I've seen you best doors before, and this one seems like it got the better of you. Are you really going to let that happen? I think it's got that ATM. It's got that ATM. And I... No? You're not getting Okay. Just uh, surprised to see you back down from a challenge like that. Um, all right. Well, uh, he's overdrawn. Mm, he's calling you a pussy there, buddy. It's got mystical, magical stuff that I don't know nothing about. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> from your crystal fate, you hear, the kitchen is where you put all your ingredients together. In fact, you all hear that now. You guys used to not hear Fate's Crystal, but now there is a voice. What the fuck was that? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, that's a very accurate description of what the kitchen is, but what what was that? That's usually where you put the ingredients. (laughs) Todd? 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 Please? Please? Okay. Listen, there's a lot of things that we have um, that we don't agree on. Please understand. Don't you talk about my mama! Get your ass whooped. <laughs> and then I turned to Elgin. Elgin, that was um I'm not sure why, but that it's definitely the voice of my mother speaking to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I don't know exactly what's going on. Um it's been speaking to me for a while now to the point that only I could hear it. She was back in the house, right? Like and now you're starting to understand why I've been a bit stressed out. That's creepy. Um fair enough. So Galatea's not your mom. You have to run the kitchen. You can't let the kitchen run you. Okay. This is the worst advice I've ever heard in my entire life. How often is it doing this? (laughs) As often as the DM remembers. 
Oh, man, I don't like it. He has 200 Kitchen Wisdom quotes downloaded <laughs> to fucking go and use as frequently as possible. <laughs> he just started remembering that. I thought I heard you calling Galatea mommy. I'm confused. <laughs> Maury was nowhere around. Nobody was around to hear me think that about Galatea. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you guys haven't progressed to the point where you're, you're, you're all aware when each other is weirdly horny, so that's fine. That is a disadvantage future tears, by the way. Like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what y'all doing? You reading the script? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, reading the- It's elvish? Yeah. Like, yep. literally just read it. It is elvish. It is a very ancient dialect of elvish. So, anybody who speaks elven who is going to attempt to read it, I do need a history check to get the full- understanding what? i'm gonna do it just in case but got it sure faith's got this yeah see faith's got it oh really 16 really it was it teetered on the crit and then went back to an eight apparently anthony can read elvish and got a nat 20 whoa did baba just out elf the elf <laughs> oh apparently <laughs> <laughs> so this is what i need i need faith you just start reading it, and then Baba, I need you to well actually him this. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so hold on, hold on. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Because even though I can't read it myself, I do have my pentahedron ability that allows me to know every language. So So it's not a lack of understanding of the actual words themselves, which is what your pentahedron implies. It is actually the context of like Shakespeare is layered with depths of innuendo that unless you actually study Shakespeare is missed on the first pass. It's effectively that, like the essence of the implication of the words is lost a little bit. The nuance of the language. The nuance. Thank you so much, Todd. Of all <laughs> fucking people. <laughs> so what you think it says, well, I'm just going to read it and then you guys can take it there. So the day is welcomed with a show of light, stealthily prepared in the darkness of night. The earth is bathed at dawn, but by noon the grace is gone. The okay, so if I'm if I'm reading this right, um, the 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 day begins when the sun comes out, but then the freaks come out when it gets dark, and I'm not. Uh, it seems to kind of repeat this, but not the same. Um, what exactly is the daytime? Is when the light is out, but it. It's getting prepared for nighttime because it's the right time. Listen, 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 you seem to be, you seem to be hurting your head on this a little bit. Let, let me, yes. let me assist you. It says the day is welcomed with a show of light. Stealthily prepare in the darkness of night. The earth is bathed at dawn. By noon, the grace is gone. Omar is just fully going to walk up to it and pretend to read it. <laughs> and... <laughs> Uh, I think it says you can't find no. a raging dragon without tilling a no. field through hell's black gates. No. Why would it say that? What? So we could choose which one to differentiate. Okay. Maury? I didn't know you spoke Elvish. I didn't know you spoke Elvish, Maury. From stories above, the librarian goes, that's dark. I like it. <laughs> 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 Maury, I um, while I, I I appreciate your your assistance, I'm even I must admit that it, like I I was struggling to read it, but I I don't even know how you begin to just you know what I was. Thank you. A joke. I just try and pat a wherever the gloopy shoulder might exist. I just thank you, Maury and uh, Baba. Uh, commendable. Um, let's uh. So the day is welcomed with the show of light. 
Stealthily Do you think we were uneducated? Yeah, fate. Um, I've never thought you were uneducated, Baba. Um, you've always shown to be of astute mind. I, I remember the, uh, the, the, the riddles that we had to solve in the Feywild. I, we probably would not have made it without you, so no. Um, however, I just wasn't aware that you spoke ancient elvish. That's not <laughs> something it, common knowledge. I'm, I'm not your mere commoner. You're not a king either. Oh! Wow, Todd, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I am the king of all kings. <laughs> Still kind of a fresh wound there, Todd. That's kind of fucked up, but, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think he would be a mere common. I don't know if y'all know that. If he's not a king, he'd be a common. I'm just telling y'all know that. Todd, can you even read? I'm just, I'm sorry. I take it back. <laughs> so do we know how to open this? damn door. Well, listen to the, listen to the riddle. Uh, Solving this step one of the riddle might give you some guidance. The day yeah. is welcomed by a show of light stealthily prepared in the darkness of night. The earth is bathed at dawn, but by noon, the grace is gone. So what bathes the earth at dawn is gone by noon. Um, Something wet. I think we need to flash the door, right? Why would you do that? <laughs> the light, right? No, no, we don't. The light bathes the earth at dawn. What about something wet that goes away <laughs> After the sun comes out. Were there carvings and engravings or anything on the door? Do none of you motherfuckers get up before noon? Is that what I'm hearing here? <laughs> uh, no, the door was shockingly plain. There's a script above the door. The door itself is a blend of precious metals, but it's just solid, hingeless, and lockless, and knobless, except for this crystal set into this rotating gyroscope, kind of at eye level in the center. Knobless like Eldrin. Eldrin, are you just intentionally holding the answer? Uh, I'm just curious if anyone else has any guesses. You mean like the dew? It, well, it seems to reference the sunrise coming from, you know, the darkness of, you know, the other side of the planet, supposedly, depending on, you know, our our geometrical design. And also, um, the I guess the early morning dew being gone by uh, by midday? That's, that's what I would guess. Yeah, that's what I would guess. So... We need to prepare some light from the darkness and yet maybe some type of moisture and dry it. I'm, I just say throw water on it. I, I, I understand the riddle, but I'm not entirely sure of exactly what it wants from us. A water bubble to wall. Yeah, there you go. I was about to say water bubble to wall and, and flash to your junk. Oh. <laughs> you um. And then, okay, so... Isn't there, isn't there a flash? Don't we have a flashlight in some place? <laughs> light beam come from your pelvis? That's just a personal request from Todd. <laughs> when Fate says the word do, right before Baba flips a giant water bubble on the wall, you see a number flash in the center of the crystal. Uh, is 682. The number is 682. That now sits floating in the center of the crystal. Mm. Six, eight, two. Is that? And then, then Baba puts a water on the bubble on the ball and it like distorts the light from the glowing numbers inside the crystal. So now there's like a really big ass six, eight, two projected across the front of his water bubble. So <laughs> it is super obvious. Six, eight, two. Um, so six, eight, two. What is that? It rhymes with do. Does rhyme with do. Uh, sunrise? Dawn. Are you trying to get it to do more stuff? Y yes. Um, sunset. Mm -hmm. This Noon. You're just saying words now. Yeah, I, I am. Um, you know, it, we said a word. We said, I said a word and the door responded. I said do and the door responded. I'm just trying to see if there's any other responses that might be happening. Does anyone have any ideas what the number might mean? 
Did the riddle change the letters? Okay. The, no, the riddle is the same, but upon saying the word do, the number lit up inside the crystal. Okay. So, 682, that's got to be important. Um, we are in a library. Um, if, if history serves correct, um, I should be able to... I had to spend a lot of time in the library studying at Corlin's. Uh, Majors Academy, so maybe this system works here too. Let's see if I go to row six. As you start to walk up to a row, you can see a metal plate on the side of it that says zero, zero, 001. You guys are at the very basement of the library, and all the books here seem to be largely on evocation magic of some kind, mm. um, but not in the traditional sense. Like it's almost a meta magic, like it's almost like a miscellany or um, like a banned book section. Uh, you guys figured out the Dewey Decimal component of this fucking riddle before you even got to the goddamn desk piece of it. So, <laughs> yes, this is a Dewey Decimal-related cipher. So, after realizing that it was 001 that you were at, you were able to go back up and find the section numbered 682, which is all books on small forge work, blacksmithing, um, so different types of arcane and mystical and mundane blacksmithing spells to enhance small forge work, all involving with making things in the forge. Just row after row of books about it. Books of forging. That's odd. Um, Elgin? Baba? Um, more even? Does any of you have any idea what these have to do with the riddle? Which 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 of the books is actually 682? The entire section is 682. Mm. So there's about 700 books on different ways to magically enhance small forge work, different ways to purify metals for forge work. It is an entire section dedicated to mystical forging, ways to use magic to improve forging, ways to use magic to improve quenching, but it's all about small forge work, specifically blacksmithing and making things. Cannon? What about making a key? Yeah, and do any of the books look particularly extra super old, considering how old the language was? Books on keys? <laughs> uh, give me a investigation check. Uh, 15? Yes, there is one book that looks super particularly old, but that doesn't have anything to do with this puzzle. Moore still takes it. <laughs> hmm, why a, a book section in a mat in a in a college it's a pre-discovery of fire small forging book like how we forged before there was fire and it was written at that time hmm. the, before they knew it was happening what how we forged before fire yeah yeah todd and i would tell you it was in that book but it's fantasy so fuck off <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this would be as this should almost be like an enchantment magic section. Is conjuration is making stuff. Oh, um, hmm. can I do my fire stuff? Can I? Baba did his did his water stuff. The books. <laughs> no. So what are you going to do the fire stuff on, Todd? The whole section, Todd. No. <laughs> no. What? No. We sick the books. Burning books is bad. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, yes. <laughs> well, he could just throw water at doors. So when I when I suggest fire, now it's bad. Pretty sure frowned upon. Oh, okay. I see. Did anyone check the door to see if there was like a hole or a I thing? Did we did we skip that part? We did not. I was still considering if there were other options, and then you all kind of scampered away. And oh, but I touched the door before y'all wanted to read it. I touched the door. There's no holes. After Todd got his ass boot by the door, we decided not to touch it again. Exactly. Exactly what happened. I told you. Maybe we should. But but Maury, Maury touched it prior to him, and they didn't get uh, damaged by the door at all. Give like a splat. It had that ATM. ATM. No, I just had a splat over the right. A good splat across the door. 
I didn't, did I splute into any holes? Mm. No, no. <laughs> God damn it. Mm. <laughs> nope, nope. Mm. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, Welcome to the show, kid. You've gotten your first intro. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> you did not splat, sploot, or sploot into any holes <laughs> when, ex- when inspecting the door. Well, there you go. No holes. <laughs> <laughs> they would know. So we went back upstairs, right? That's mm-hmm. what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're not at the door anymore. No, we are not at the door anymore. You guys want to go back down to the door? You're currently in the row 682 small forge work, specifically as it pertains to blacksmithing and the making of things. It feels like we need to make something to a hammer. So, we need a hammer. Well, so hammer brothers. So uh, I'm sorry, just but hear me out. It's typically, the way these systems work is that there are more numbers associated to get you directly to a book. We we I I appreciate the fact that we took six eight two and came to this section in the library, but I feel like maybe there was more to be gleaned from the door itself that might have told us exactly what we were looking for here so maybe we can go back to it and try and figure out the rest of that yeah let's do it yes trundle back in the elevator and and in determined amount of time down to the bottom floor back up to the door walking on air i'm walking on air it's the girl from Impanima every time but Pop she bottle up. It's the boy from Cardona. <laughs> Show me that smile away. <laughs> Don't waste another. I just hear <laughs> growing pains in my head. It's the <laughs> elevator music from fucking uh, Mass Effect. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> there was so much dead time in elevators in that game. And your character's awkwardly standing around. Music stops, and we also get a news update from Jisoo Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are back at the door 682. Now I'm blowing fire. No, shut up. What What did Fate say at the door so far? He said basically every other word in this riddle. I said do, um, just because- Did you say sun? I believe I said- No, I said sunrise. I didn't say sun. Sunrise. That's right. You did say sunrise. Hmm. Dewey. Sun. Dewey. We. That's what I'm saying. We. And there's nothing else remarkable. The eyeball. Nothing else remarkable at the door other than the writing and the giant crystal. Yeah, there's the writing. There is the crystal and the gyroscope, which did begin spinning around the crystal when the 682 lit up. Evaporation? Nothing. Okay. Hmm. I don't. Condensation. (laughs) No? Okay. I am loath to give you guys any hints on this as you <laughs> fucking solved it, the, the Dewey Decimal piece of it, because I was going to let you really stumble across that motherfucker for a while before I let you get, do a perception roll. Stealthily prepared in the darkness of night. Moon. But <laughs> I will tell you that you are past the shouting random words at a door section of the puzzle. Oh, okay, okay. That was okay. just to reveal the word do to be intuited into Dewey at the 682. Gotcha. There was we we go up to six eighty two. We saw that it's a book on forging with a magical forging, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's a saying. What kind of metal was that door made out of? Did anyone? It was combined metals. Is it's crystal? When I think of forging, I think of fire. That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna spit fire at this door. <laughs> he said, um, "It was, it was what, electrum, electrum, right?" I'll let you guys uh, go another five minutes of shooting in the dark before I uh, let you make some rolls for a possible hint. I will say, two people have come dangerously close to stumbling onto the thread of this puzzle, and it pisses me off that you both just <laughs> drove right by. Like, fuck, they're gonna get it. Oh nope, there they go. Cool. 
<laughs> Five more minutes of that, and then I'll let you guys roll to catch on to who said the right shit already. I feel like me and Jamie were close, but I don't know where to go. It's got to be a key, right? It's <sighs> The day is welcome with a show of light. Got to be making a key. Sunrise. Get the fuck away from the words. I've already told you <laughs> that, that that part is done. No, 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 I'm, I'm, re- I'm rereading the riddle. Yeah, I know. Did the words. He's saying, no, we're done with the riddle. Oh, okay. Then 682. We're in the small, oh, okay. small forging small fortune exactly we went to we went to the place we went to the place it told us that they're doing forging either it's but without ma- fire so look for a book on how to forge a key is what i'm saying like look keys doors need keys let's look for a key book key book anyone else oh okay i say we just i say we just hammer the door we just ha- get the hammer or what yeah. about a handle handle that <laughs> he did say the door had no handle <laughs> You did say the door had no handle. <laughs> 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 we went past it again. We went past it again. We hit it. We was there. And then we went past it one more time. <laughs> oh, just, it's 100% the key there. How are you, how are you guys both? Like, two separate people drop one piece of it and the other one dropped the other piece. I'm like, fuck. They're like, oh, nope. Now they're just getting further away. Like, <laughs> you can still see it in the crest of the horizon. So are we forging a key? Are we using a hammer to make a key? Is the hammer the key? I'm not saying shit for another four <laughs> minutes. Have we seen a have we seen a forge? Magical foraging. You know, the, there's forges on campus, but not in the library. That'd be crazy to have that much fire around books. Craft room. <laughs> Anyone got a hammer? We got the hammer table. Can we pull a hammer out? Does we, can we still pull a hammer out? No. They're not hammers anymore. She got a yeah. cell phone. Yeah, she got a Butt cell dialer. phone. So I'm I'm going to start just reading through the book titles that are up on the shelf and see if anything stands out in particular. What are the What are the other objects in the room? Like the books. Books, pretty much. Are you talking about in the door, Anthony, or what are you talking about? Yeah, like there's the... So there's the script above the door, mm-hmm. the solid door itself, no hinge, no seam, no lock, no nothing. A crystal set in this gyroscope, and the gyroscope began spinning vigorously when you guys said do, and the number 682 appeared. On the crystal or just on the door? Inside the crystal, like glowing inside the crystal. Okay. And the books are all on forging small objects small forge work as it pertains to blacksmithing and magic used in small forge work magic to enhance it all involved with the creating of things so we need a key that we can make a magic key we're trying to make something or or a handle that we make a magic handle which one is it i'm gonna say i'm gonna say again i want you to listen very closely what i've said for the fourth fucking time in the way that i say it (laughs) and small forge work Uh magic involved with small forge work Magic involved with enhancing forging and all the different ways that it pertains to blacksmithing and the making of things. Conjuration. Which magic? School of magic is making things. Conjuration is make. Th- Look at the magnet. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put the magnet on the door? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it sticks. Nothing else happens. But the magnet, the conjuration magnet, does stick. I'm gonna put all the magnets around the, okay. the gyroscope for everybody. The the gyroscope, whatever. <laughs> okay, they're they're all around there. Can we conjure a hammer? <laughs> we can certainly try. Is there a book about hand- hammer conjuring? Let's find it. All right, somebody who's a spellcaster, roll an arcana check for me. Got it. You don't want my arcana roll. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> of course not. Maybe I need to roll it. That's an 11. Maury with a 15, Jazz with an 11. 
21. Maury, you've seen these, of course, in Ogden's lab a bunch of different times. And it is kind of the magical equivalent of, you know, the ball at the end of a Tesla coil that can channel and redirect electricity. But it, in particular case... Does this look like the thing at the museum and you put your hand on it and all the little electrodes go to your fingertips? Never works for me. Yeah, your, your hair sticks up, but... You would see Ognum cast spells onto it when he was testing out alternate versions of cantrips to see that the way that it would react, because it has the ability to filter different types of magic. And you realize this, this orb is asking to have something cast on it. Someone conjure, conjure at the orb? Magic at it? Well, there are different schools of magic. Some of you have spells within those schools of magic. Maybe <laughs> casting one of those spells in the, like, where the item lands on top of it. Why don't you tell me which movie you want to see? <laughs> so, yes, you guys drove right past the fact of, I need to cast something at the door and schools of magic. <laughs> literally two seconds into the book section. And then just kept on going. It's like, wait, guys, Disney World was right the fuck back there. So, yeah, <laughs> you do need to cast a spell on the orb. On the orb on the door. Okay. Uh... Can I mage hand at it? You can mage hand on it. What school of magic is mage hand? Conjuration. Is it? Yep. Fucking fantastic. So walk me through what you're doing with the mage hand. Um, uh, It's an, a full, just a hand as big as that orb to touch all the fingertips on it, hoping to get a little full fun light effects to go to all the fingertips. As, as soon as the hand gets out there, yeah, electricity sparks out and rifles through it. The orb glows a bright fate. What's the color of conjuration magic? Amber? No, that's the color of your energy. What the fuck? I, I, was, de I was definitely going to go lavender, but let's just go purple. Lav no, there's no checking lavender. Conjuration is lavender. Well, you, you give lavender to the Misty Step, so that's taken. Not my Misty Step, sir. That's a lilac. Just yours. That's just fate's personal choice. <laughs> <laughs> so lavender is conjuration. All right, so a lavender light appears above the door. And the number changes to 745. Okay. Um, and watery sphere didn't work because I cast it on the door and not the orb? Correct. Because you didn't specifically direct the spell at the door for the purposes of this puzzle. Also, I didn't realize that that was conjuration. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Next. So back in the elevator up to section 745, which is all books on the use of magic and decorative arts, use of magic and redecorating. Using magic for creating the exact feng shui setting of your decorative arts hmm. section, decorative magical arts. So, boop, back in the elevator, down to the orb. What are you guys casting on the orb? Yay! Ready. <laughs> uh, I love those magnets again, one more time. What does the magnet say? Yes, what's, 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 <laughs> what the magnets say about decoration? <laughs> Altering stuff. Alteration? Um, Is it alteration magic? <laughs> Uh, oh, well, if we want to change stuff, that's transmutation, but if it's decorating, illusion, illusion's hiding stuff, but like glamour is like illusion. Illusion. Illusion's probably it. Maury, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe illusion. So luckily, I think I've got something prepared for this. Um, one moment here. Um, and Maury's turned around, ready to run for the next one. <laughs> uh, digger, I go to rifle around, <laughs> rifle around in my pocket and pocket hand and cast color spray. At the, at the orb. All right. Color spray finally makes its return. Uh, yes. The, what, what is the color of illusion jazz? 
all the colors. It's because uh, you need all of them to create proper illusions. That's a cop out, Jazz. Give me a fucking color. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that make white? Doesn't that make white? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. All the colors makes white. Yeah, yeah, white. So white is the color of illusion magic. Okay. Bloop. Number changes to 235. Up the elevator, trundle, trundle up. It's a book on spiritual beings, different types of ghosts, how to contact the other side, which would make sense in any other universe, but uh, different types of ghosts and shades and how undead spirits get created and not drug into the God Spire, rumors of the tabaxi, ancestral plane, things like that. So all books on spiritual beings. Down to the elevator, what are you casting on the orb? Creepy stuff. Divination, is that... No. Nope. Necromancy? Spooky stuff? Um, that's either necromancy or may possibly divination. No, it's not really divination. Let's go with necromancy. Um, Maury, do you have anything particularly uh, necromantic you could cast? Uh, I think I do, actually. Rut row. Oh, that's a really strong spell, Fate. Oh, you've been talking about necromancy. <laughs> don't have a necromantic cantrip. Right? <laughs> uh, told the dead, you don't have told the dead. No, okay, fine. Oh, wait, I think I've got something. One moment. And um, I uh, kind of readjust my hat and nod right at the orb and try and toll the dead on the orb using my uh, uh, pork pie of uh, pork pie hat of wizardry. That's right. The item that the DM made sure you had when he was like, fuck, what if they have a spell school that they don't? I was like, oh, wait, no, that's right. Pork pie hat of wizardry. He'll just have to remember to use that because that gives him access to all the fucking cantrips. <laughs> Is there an arcana check for that? Uh, How does hat of wizardry work? The first time it's been used in the fucking history of the show? Uh, you wouldn't let me use it the first time I tried to. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. I was trying to use it in the dance-off, and you were like, no. I don't remember that. A cast a cantrip that you don't know. The cantrip must be on the wizard spell list, but I'm going to allow it for this particular case. You must make a DC 10 Arcana check. If it succeeds, you cast the spell. If this check fails, so does the spell, and then you can't use this property again until you finish a long rest. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I'm going to say isn't true for the pork pie hat of wizardry. You will, however, experience the spell effects on yourself if you fail the DC 10 Arcana check. That is the pork pie hat of wizardry. The spell backfires if you fail the check, and there's not a once a day limit to it. Mm. So, so ar- give me an ar- DC 10 Arcana check. DC 10 Arcana. I just got to roll not a one, basically. Which means, of course, I'm going to roll a one now. Oh, oh, that's a 14. That's a 22 total. I got it. You did not. Ooh. All right. You, a, uh, what is, what is. Did you get an 11 early and a plus eight? Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. <laughs> what does Fate's Told the Dead Bell sound like? Ring, ding, dong. Ring, ding, 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 I can contribute. I can contribute. I got it. I got it. I can do stuff. stuff. Todd activates his finding horns and then tips them onto the crystal as they vibrate it at full tempo. And what is the color of divination magic? Fate? Raspberry. What's Todd's favorite color? What? What's Todd's favorite color? I don't know. Red, I guess. I'm going to go red. Okay. So then blue. Scott Gam turd. Divination is blue. You know Todd's favorite color would be the color of Todd. Why did you even fucking ask that question? 
<laughs> he knew. He wanted him to say it. Yeah. I, I just wanted to make sure he said it. That way he understood what was going on. It looks very good in red. Yes, but that, that blue coming out of your horns makes it cast a nice purple hue on you. Now you just look like Barney. All right. Boop. Number changes to 395. Etiquette and manners. Mm. Etiquette and manners. Uh, we don't have any of that here. What are we talking about? Potentially enchantment. Yeah. Make people controlling stuff? Most most likely. Like friends? Enchantment isn't really uh, polite, honestly, so... Um, it could be enchanting. That is true. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. What do you think? I could cast Bless. All right. Who's casting what? Uh, Mori? I can... Uh, I've got friends. I can do... I bless the, I bless the crystal. I do it at the same time as uh, as friends too. Can I? I put my hand, my my bob hand over Baba's hand. <laughs> B- blessed friends. And peace be to you. And peace be to you. Yes. Bless and enchant and make friends with the crystal. What is the color of enchantment? Fate. Gold. Okay. Oh. Uh, gold light appears. Two left. Five seventy six. Genetics and evolution. Transmutation. That's that's got to be transmutation. What are you casting on it? Um. Change stuff. Ooh ooh. Can I can I can I polymorph the orb? You can cast the spell on it. But yeah, I'll go ahead and cast polymorph on the orb. Okay. It absorbs it and a what is the color of transmutation? Green. All right. A green light lights up. Last one. 349. Law of specific jurisdictions and areas. There's only one left, and for some reason I'm blanking on... There's two left. Oh, shit. Are there two left? Oh. Uh, there's one light, but there's two schools of magic you haven't used. Uh, transportation... Ab- uh, laws of specific jurisdictions and areas. Protects stuff. Abjuration. Abjuration? Potentially abjuration for this one. But wait, no, we did abjuration... No, abjuration is where we were. No, we said that protection magic was used against Todd. Yeah, okay, so abjuration magic. Yes, 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 yes. I feel like that would probably be the best way to go. Um, yes, 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 yes. Let me make a part of fate. Oh, we know. I didn't get blown across the room, though, did I? And then I'll cast... Uh, uh, damn, I don't think I can cast Mage Armor on the orb. I, I have Blade Ward. You could cast Mage Armor on yourself and then touch the orb. And let's do that. Give me a cut. No. Yeah, I'm about to say make Bloom across the room. <laughs> <laughs> it gets absorbed into it and the final light is the color of Abjuration, Fate? Maroon. All right. And just for it to round out the set, what's the color of Evocation? The one school that's not involved in this test, because that way you wouldn't automatically trigger something by trying to blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd have, I'd have gone with Firebolt. Um, orange. Orange. Okay. Cool. All right. So once the light is all arrayed, the door slides, lowers into the floor, and there is this dark, yawning portal in front of you that almost seems like a membrane of pure void. Not not like a portal, but it's definitely something that you feel like you'll have to pass through. Like it does feel like transitioning into another reality. Like it, you're reminded of, you've looked into your weapon pocket before, Todd, and it's that same kind of darkness yawning that kind of chilled you to your core that you've never looked in it again. You just reach down in there. If anybody had ever looked into Baggy, it is the desperate darkness of the inside of a Fatrol. It is a otherworldly edge of a demiplane Dust swirls through the library, and it is completely an absence of the current reality. Not an absence of reality, just an absence of the current reality. Who's going in first? Fate. Yeah, you've got mage armor on. Oh, no, the orb sucked <laughs> off the mage armor. <laughs> um, Whoa. He may not get blown across the room, but he certainly got sucked off in it. All right, so <laughs> as you, what's the marching order behind the rest of you? 
I'm next. All right, I'll go after Baba. That's fine. Oh, oh, I'll, I'll be last this time. Todd got freaked out by that door, and it doesn't want anything to do with it now. Huh? No, 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 no. Todd is now looking at fate. Fate went through the door first. Now he's got to go from afar looking fate. Like, oh, okay, let's see what he got. See what the young man's got. You guys all pass through pretty easily. So, Todd, when you hit oh. the door, <laughs> there is a resistance. Like you saw everybody else walk through, and it's like walking through a wall of water almost. It, it kind of rippled as they pushed through it. But as you push into it, it, it stretches and it resists, like almost like a non-Newtonian fluid. But you are able to shoulder your way through and there is a parting that as you pass through it, you feel almost a slight tear. And then the door slides up behind you and you guys are in pitch total darkness for a second before a, a gloomy green, eerie ambient light starts to creep up through the seams of the where the floor meets the wall. Um, as if the light is projecting upward from somewhere below. And you guys walk down this long stone hallway with a curving peak, very similar to the shape of the door. And it continues on for 10, 20, I, I don't know, 30 feet, 100 feet is really hard to tell in this. And you walk into what is almost a miniature version of the library entry area upstairs. Instead of a big sweeping desk that could handle multiple people, it is a it is a smaller desk that would really just seat one person. Nobody's at it currently, but behind that, there is another sealed door that resembles the one that you just walked through. And just rows and rows of books in here, smaller scale, to, you know, fits in the 10 foot ceiling that gives it more of a, a cramped, oppressed look. I'm like an old bookseller's. And from down the, one of the aisles of those rows, you hear, hold on, y'all, I'll, I'll be with y'all just a second. And this undead, moldering gold dragonborn walks out from between the stacks and looks you guys up and down. This is very clearly the guardian that you've been warned about. Hey, an undead dragonborn, scale slightly dull, skin peeled back from his skull, walks out from behind the stacks with a bunch of books in hand. Oh! Walks out behind his desk. Your dragon. Oh, oh, no. Straightens his nameplate, which says Ellis, guardian of the netherworld. And he looks at you, Fate, and again goes, I, you know, I don't like you very much. I can't quite put my finger on it. No. But I know that I don't. Ellis. No. And that's where we'll end the episode. There you go. So Mother the return of fuck you fate uh, cast finger of death on a character I'm playing, Ellis <laughs> as the undead guardian. There is actually a lore reason for that. And we'll get into the, the next episode, but that's where we'll end it off. That's funny. As you guys will have to uh, do a task for Ellis, the undead dragonborn to gain entry into the netherworld. world.